ball. Ewing goes up. The basket counts. He gets it over to the doctor. Tie ball game. Here's a shot, Julius. He scores! He scores! Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Here is Durant moving on Tucker. He turns. He shoots. Yes! Talking Knicks, Nets, and all things across the association, this is Pick and Pod on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another edition of Playoff Pick and Pod. I just made that up, but we're in the playoffs in this Pick and Pod. <laughs> I'm Kelly Bright alongside, again, they keep putting the trio together, Gigi Spear and Jack Roche. Guys, so awesome to be doing what Gigi unfortunately reminded me could potentially be one of, if not the last show we do together here at WFUV. I'm no good at goodbyes. <laughs> it's the send-off show. What if they put us together next week? Man? I know. I might have <laughs> I might have just jinxed it. It's like the Brady <laughs> retirement. I like know. True. <laughs> it's fitting. It's fitting for Kelly. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure. I actually, I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure last episode I was like, oh, this might be one of the last ones. So yeah. This is this is me having my Brady moment. That's what this is. But I don't need a retirement tour. Like we're we're gonna do this <laughs> until it comes to an end. All right. And that's I it. And then that. we'll just be like, we're back. Period. In the next one that we're all in. Yeah. We'll just like make guest appearances on future ones like call me in when, when yes interview one day one <sighs> we'll day see. one day one day i'm down with that well let's let's talk basketball because they don't pay us but if they did that's what they would pay us to do here <laughs> um so we are in the second round of the nba playoffs and we're recording this on thursday which is a rare off day so no games today as far as i'm aware jack just gave me oh i'm right no, I'm perfect just like what am i supposed to do with i know myself, it's com- it's know? weird yeah. that i don't know what what am, yeah what am i gonna watch on tv like is is there anything like on real people tv show WNBA, yeah. WNBA starts tomorrow i believe liberty so, liberty so play still we can't even watch that tonight um but we are in the second round like i said a lot of interesting matchups here of course just like we did last week we're gonna start with the celtics because my man jack here and i uh, our team's still in it. GG, tough one for you. But yeah. uh, Celtics currently tied with the Milwaukee Bucks, one and one. It's funny, these game, the final scores of these two games were really flip flopped. Uh, first game, Bucks blew the Celtics out. It's kind of scary as a Celtics fan. And then Celtics take game two, 109 86. Game three will be Saturday in Milwaukee. So that's an extra, extra off day for them, which is good because. Maybe that could potentially give Marcus Smart some time to come back. But I do want to talk about that game. 109-86. Uh, how confident are you moving into game three after an incredible performance from Boston? Jalen Brown, 30 points, 6 of 10 from three. 25 of those points coming in the first half. Uh, Grant Williams played great. So even though there's no Marcus Smart, they really played well. How confident are you going into Game 3? All right, so the first thing that I want to mention is that we just got news, ESPN, Celtics' Marcus Smart Ooh. sees strong likelihood of playing in Game 3 versus the Bucs. Mm. So, that sounds like a roast bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> roast bomb. <laughs> um, so that's always good news. Um Awesome. In the absence of him, though, I was extremely impressed by Derek White. And it's funny because 
you look at his box score and he didn't have a single point. Mm. But he, similar to Marcus Smart, just finds ways of getting things done. He really um, is the ultimate team guy. I think he gives you like 90% of Marcus Smart. And um, I- I'm just very impressed by the Celtics' collective effort. Um, I especially was impressed by Jalen Brown. Um, and I do have a little theory about about Brown. I don't know if you guys... Um, oh, please enlighten us. <clears throat> there was a lot of buzz around Kyrie Irving, right? And him um, observing Ramadan mm-hmm. and fasting throughout the series. But that's something that Jalen Brown has done in the past and did not speak on it this year. Ooh. Interesting. Game one, he struggled. Game two, he came out of the gates, like, firing, you know? Right. He was great. I think that we're seeing Jalen Brown now exiting, not having to fast every Fueled day. Fueled up. Fueled up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He came out. He, I was predicting a big game out of Jalen Brown, and he crushed it. That's, that's uh, you know, that's, that's my insight on the situation. Uh, Tatum had 29 points, wasn't as strong in that first half, but... I, I've been so impressed with how they're guarding Giannis. He finished with 28, but he just doesn't look like his usual self, and that's not anything like – it was the same thing. Everyone talks about, oh, is this the, the downfall of Kevin Durant? Is he, <laughs> he's not losing a step. He's just playing the best defense in the league. Um, so very confident in the Celtics. Um, the Bucks are just a great team, even without Chris Middleton. Um, so – I don't know. I, I don't know which way to call it, Celtics, Bucks, but I do expect this to be a really good and tight series. Gigi, I want to ask you about yeah. defense because I know that's something <laughs> you've harped on a lot, and I completely agree with you because, uh, like Jack just mentioned, I thought 28 points for Giannis, I mean, we're talking about someone who's a two-time MVP. Like, that's that's not that great of a night to be – like, 28's awesome, but I think it's just so impressive – that they were able to shut him down like that without even having Marcus Smart in the game. Right. And I think that just speaks to how strong defensively this team really is. And like Jack mentioned, like to me, he really looked tired. Like and, mm. and it reminded me so much of the way that Kevin Durant was starting to look, where they I think Boston just does such a great job. And and I'll let you speak to this more, but I think they do such a great job of picking out the other team's best player and just giving them hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely saw that in the Nets series. And I know we talked about that too. Like, it was just so frustrating that the Nets couldn't figure out a different game plan because you know going into that series against um, the Celtics that they're going to be doubling up, even like tripling up KD at times. And like, yeah, Kyrie's open and like Kyrie's back. Kyrie's Kyrie. He's like one of the best one-on-one players ever. But even then, I think that when you have your team centered around one guy exactly like Giannis is for the Bucks. It is so hard, but you know, too, in playoffs, we're going to see this soon for ourselves, that teams just do better preparation and better job focusing on like a specific task in playoffs because it's just such a concentrated environment and it's like a must win game to game. And yeah, so I think that that's especially interesting, like you mentioned, defense, too. If Giannis is, he is such a good defensive player and he's tired playing um, both ends of the floor. Some stat that I found interesting is that the Celtics hold their opponents to 38 points in the paint on average. The only team 
in the playoffs right now that holds opponents to a lower average points in the paint is the Bucks. 29.7, the Celtics 38. Ooh, yeah. That's a huge difference. Huge, though. huge. And so I want to know what you guys think about that because I feel like it's like in a way like the Celtics way to have great defense and also like to be able to drive to the basket. But I was surprised by that stat because you wouldn't really expect to see that. And obviously with Marcus Smart back, who dropped like a 20 ball in that last <laughs> sweep against the Nets, is going to be so huge tomorrow night. And yeah, I want to know what you think about that. Is that going to change at all with him back? And is this, this is also just so you know, this is the average from the entire year. This is not just playoffs. I think that's really interesting because I'm looking at the difference just from game two. And you're totally right. Um, the Bucks had 54 points in the paint. The Celtics only had 24. Mm-hmm. The Celtics won that game. And where I'm going with this is I think to me, it's very interesting. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Jack, I would also love to hear your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. They're living and dying by the three ball right now. Exactly. They're, I- yeah, and game one, they, they couldn't shoot. Game two, they were lights out, and Milwaukee couldn't shoot. They, Milwaukee was 16.7% from three. That's abysmal. <laughs> uh, Boston. Abysmal. Isn't that? Yeah. That's Boston beautiful. was 20 for 40. 20 for 43. They took 43 shots. From behind the line, so I do think it's interesting that pulling up, yeah, that they're. But maybe that's because they can't get into the paint, so they're relying on that shooting. And so, when you have players like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you need them to come in and have you. They can't have off night shooting like Drew Holiday did mm-hmm. in this game. There's an example. They don't have Middleton. They're putting pressure on Giannis. Both teams are teams that are, are going to make you take those take those deep three balls, and if you can't hit them, that's I think that's really going to be the biggest determining factor in these games, at least in the series. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up just the, the volume that the Celtics are taking those three-point shots because, I, I mean, the, this we can agree that the Bucks are a better team than the Nets, but I think that... The, Whoa. The, I mean, I guess you have to say but, that but right now. But when you look at the yeah. two series, right? Like right. The Bucks in two games have already won more games than the Nets did. <laughs> the numbers don't series. lie. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but you, you look at who the Celtics were attacking when they're going to the paint, and it's, uh, I mean, Andre Drummond. I think he played like two minutes in the last game. You've got Andre Drummond. you got Blake, Blake Griffin, Griffin, who's essentially immobile at this point. Hey, he took a charge, man. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, one charge. He Went I'm for another sure one, too. He may have led the league in drawn charges this year. At one point, he did. That was a stat on the Jumbotron we, that we I saw. Think, yeah. Easily. Easily. Hard hat, yeah. Hard hat Blake mm-hmm. Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? He's not the same guy that he was. He can take all the charges he right. wants, but he can get exposed when you've got guys like Tatum and Brown attacking like they do. You look at Milwaukee, and you've got three guys that automatically would be the best enforcers, uh, paint presence, you know, rim protectors. Right. You've got Giannis, who can guard just about everyone right is a seven footer and you know can protect the rim like the best of them you've got brooke lopez mm-hmm. another seven footer um and bobby portis bobby portis you know? I knew no but he's you know he's no joke and when you've got brooke lopez in foul trouble like he was in game two he's got five fouls you lean on bobby portis to be your presence in the paint and automatically if you ship him to brooklyn He's the best rim protector on that team. Mm-hmm. So it's forced the Celtics to really live and die by that three ball. Um, and it's the reason why they have held teams to the fewest number 
of points in the paint season long. So there are a lot of differences between the teams that the Celtics have played between the Nets and the Bucks. Um, and we're, we're seeing that already two games into the series. Yeah, I'm really interested to see if they stick with that big lineup moving forward, knowing that Celtics just took game two with them going all in on that strategy. Like, how how confident are you that the Celtics are going to hit those shots or, or miss those shots, I guess I should say? I, I'm really interested, interested to see how they adjust moving forward and, and same with the Bucks, honestly because the Bucks are going to have to find an answer that isn't just Giannis carrying them because clearly that's not working we and we saw Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant and Giannis can't do it like you need to have role players this isn't this isn't a one-player league so if there's a way that they can get Giannis off the ball more and use him mm-hmm. maybe as like a screener to create more space honestly just to give himself a break because he is tired I think that could really go a long way but that comes down to your role players yeah I mean game one Drew Holiday was kind of that guy you know you you put so much attention and focus around Giannis and Holiday picked up the slack in game one um and I'm looking at his stats now you know 19 points seven assists that that's no joke but I just think that it was a little too much too late. They put that yeah. run together late in the fourth quarter. And you know what? I remember Stan Van Gundy in <laughs> Oh my God. I had to put the gate I had to put the broadcast on mute. I could not <laughs> listen to Stan Van Gundy. I I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to critique another broadcast. But my, my point is, my point is, you, you can't take these numbers at face value because a lot of that was in the run in that uh, in the fourth quarter, as opposed to not like putting together that um, cohesive effort that they did all throughout game one. Um, so you go back to Milwaukee. I don't know what to expect in game three, but right. And, and Marcus Smart's coming back. And Marcus That's Smart. That's huge. It's going to change things. I'm, Likely. I'm excited to see, too, like you mentioned, Drew Holiday, how he's going to move off the ball. Or, like, if he could be the guy that Giannis could give the ball up to and Giannis just moves. Because he's great. You know, like, he will. he's not just going to move to move and just look to get the ball. Like, he will also, like, set a screen and do things to open it up for the other guys, too. Especially down low to, like, switch and have um, maybe, like, you know like a small man on him um I think that that's a game plan that works really well and like it's going to be interesting too to see whoever makes it to the next round the matchups are going to be so exciting because like these teams are so different like I mean we'll talk more about like the other teams like Miami for example who could have like all guards out there like what about what if it's Milwaukee uh Miami in the next round and it's like big man versus all guards, you know? Like, will that even... Well, we don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's not going to be Milwaukee, Miami. It's going to be Boston and Philly. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, I think the Sixers are going to take So it. I think you guys are yeah. are giving me a free segue into <laughs> this this Heat uh, Sixers series. Miami does currently lead 2-0. Uh, the most recent game, 119-103 win for Miami, who by the way, are still without Kyle Lowry. Um, in that one, Bam Adebayo, 23 points. Jimmy Butler, 22 points, 12 assists. Victor Oladipo, who to me has been one of the most inspirational stories in this postseason, he had 19 off the bench. I think he's just been so fun to watch. He only played in eight games this regular season, and here he is helping them to win such key playoff games. So 
that's been fun to watch. Tyler Hero was just named sixth man of the year. There wasn't much competition in that category. Um, he had 18. <laughs> um, and just watching this game, watching this series rather, first of all, no, Joel Embiid expected to eventually return, but even when he does, this man... Right. This man needs an off season. I mean, he needs he, a break from he has the a process, broken man. Face. He has a broken face, a broken <laughs> hand. He's tired. His back aches from carrying his team. Like, he needs a break. And uh, clearly, Philly can't win without him. Gigi, do you think they can win with a like 70 to 80% Joel Embiid back in the lineup against this Miami team? Which, I mean, t- you want to talk about defense. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah, I know. I think, yeah, defense is such the conversation right now, too. Like, the old, you know, defense wins championships is, like, just coming alive right now. Like, defense wins playoffs, too. And I think that that's something that's so interesting, too, because a lot of times, like, especially Miami, like, they'll give up the rebound and then just, like, trust themselves to get back on D. And I think that that's, like, just, like one interesting thing I like Miami I love Miami a lot I really don't think it's gonna be 76ers I think even with Embiid back there's just something <laughs> Jack always wants to disagree with me today um no go ahead go ahead go ahead no, it's not I saw something on Twitter okay. of, like <laughs> confirming the point that I'm about to make okay all right and the big reveal will come soon but first I just think like we have to talk about James Harden right here because I think that he could be the reliable guy and like I would love to trust him in the playoffs right now but you just simply cannot and I think that as a team Philadelphia just shot so bad and like it's I mean they were consistent with their points throughout all four quarters um and so was Miami actually especially compared to Buck Celtics it seemed like each of the um, like Milwaukee and Boston each had like a little bit of a off quarter, whether it was the second for the Bucks or the third for the Celtics, um, just bad timing. But they like were all gas, no breaks, both of these teams. Um, but yeah, I think even with Joel and be back 70%, he's going to be a difference maker because you can't look to James Harden right now. And I'm saying right now, just because I was kind of hooked on him earlier in the season. Um, and also I just think that the heat, it's their time this year. Like I would love to see the stats for whoever wins, whatever team wins six man of the year, that player, how deep they go into playoffs, because I think that's like a huge culture thing on a team to have a great six man and great, um, people off the bench and have points spread across like as they are, like you said, with Oladipo 19 points. I mean, that's so impressive and I'm I'm six for 11 shooting not too bad. Go Jack. So the reason why I was cracking up. (laughs) It's because I saw it. It's a picture of uh, Lisa Simpson, right? And it says, ready, ready, ready. It'll it'll make sense in like 15 seconds. And there's a sign. It says, keep out or enter. I'm a sign, not a cop. And the caption is, DeAndre Jordan guarding the paint. (laughs) Okay, that's good. True. Okay, that's that's worth the laugh. Okay. True. So then right under that. Bam Adebayo is shooting 90% when being guarded by Jordan. And you look at the stats. Last game, for the Heat, he led the team in points, rebounds, and plus minus. Oh, come on. DeAndre Jordan, I've never seen someone look so bad. (laughs) He cannot be on the court. Jack Roche, is, <laughs> Jack Roche is officially DeAndre Jordan's biggest hater. And you still have them in the next round? No, but here's why. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted here's to hear why. this. Because, because 
I don't care what percent Embiid's at because if you put him out on the court, better, yeah, ten percent, twenty percent, way whatever, better. That's a hundred times better than the thirteen minutes you're getting from DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> it, it really is. It's tough to watch, right? Um, and Embiid, you know, you you get so much out of him. It's not just what he gives you on the court. He's the leader of that team. Um, he's the floor general, and he makes everyone around him better just because of the gravity that he draws in. Um, usually we think of that more of like the perimeter guys, but Embiid is just such a force that he opens up the game for the Hardens, for the Maxis, even for the Tobias Harrises that really uh, depend on the guys around them to be that kind of like X factor. Right. Um, so my prediction is if Embiid comes back for game three, I don't care if he's 100%, 50%. I think they're winning the series. Okay. I I think they'll definitely win game three if if he comes back. I'm I don't know if I'm convinced on the series. I think I'm with Gigi on this. I think the defense is just so strong. However, I do want to give Tyrese Maxey a shout out because have to. all season he has stepped up in such a huge way. And we talked about how this Philly team has struggled with shooting. I mean twenty six point seven percent of three-point attempts, um, only 17 assists also as a team, which I think does speak to not having Joel Embiid out nine there. Of them, nine of them from Harden. Yeah, nine, uh, but Harden also – And had, over half the team's assists. Exactly. Yeah. He also had tw- only – he was only six for fi- six of 15. So, But I did think Tyrese Maxey definitely stepped up for his team. I think they need to get more out of just about everyone else. Tobias Harris, 21. That's not terrible. Danny Green is <laughs> struggling. Shot one for 10 from the field. He missed – Eight of He's nine so three-point attempts. Um, not great. Not great, especially when Harden, we know his uh, history in the playoffs. So I just, I don't know. I, and I'm, I think you always talk about defense. I love talking about teams that are deep in the postseason and have a strong bench. And I think it's hard to find a team in the playoffs right now with a deeper bench than Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's rare that you have nine different guys playing in a second-round playoff game, and that's just the norm for Miami at this point. They don't have Kyle Lowry, and they're doing this well. They don't have Duncan. I forgot that they don't have Duncan Robinson. Yes, they did. Well, he played, what, 50 seconds? He, he, he didn't made an appearance. play, right? No, he made an appearance, I think. He played He played, a he played zero minutes. He got a rebound. He's not he hurt. He got a rebound. rebound, guys. Sorry, less he's than not, a minute. He's not hurt, though. Well, he was at one point. They're Either way. They're playing him. Well, it's so funny they paid him ninety million dollars yeah, in the offseason. Yeah. Just DNP. <laughs> I just I just again like I just look at the, the benches here and Tyler Kiro alone outscored all of Philly's bench forty three to forty in the series so far. And overall the Heat have a ninety four forty upside in bench points and I think that's just so clutch. The fact that you're getting like I already said this, but the fact that you're getting nineteen from Victor Oladipo. <laughs> um Can I make one comment? Please. If you took James Harden's stat line mm-hmm. and you just said that was Chris Paul, everyone on Twitter would be like, get this man some help. He's yes, an point God. Oh true. God. <laughs> that's, it's so true. It. I'm a Harden, like, I'm a big Harden guy. I know it's not popular, but I'm a, I'm a Harden stan. Yes. I'd put it at that. Well, because you, you have jerseys. firsthand experience. Well, I didn't get the, the jersey Harden on jerseys. accident. I got it because I like him. Yeah. Right. Jack. You are, I know for a fact that you have a checklist on your computer and you're like, all right, things I need to get into my pick and pot episode. And number one is the fact that you own a James Harden jersey. You I, have I brought won. that I up. Just won. I just won. Every, but two. But two. <laughs> two. 
All right. Well, Mo- can I just say one more thing? Yes. Which is, I just think that this is the year of James Harden really having to reinvent his game because of the, at least there's a focus. Who knows if it's actually the reality? I don't think so. I think there's a lot um, of ref involvement, but he's not getting to the line no. as much as he used to. And he's really had to reinvent his game. He went seven times. He made all seven. But then you look at Bam Adebayo went nine for 11 from the free throw. And I just think that that's interesting, too, as a big man to draw those fouls. I think that's huge for Miami. And, like, also speaks to not only the (laughs) bad performance from DeAndre Jordan, but also (laughs) it's just, like, I just don't think it's smart basketball and yeah it's 13 him. it's 13 minutes but he hasn't he didn't go to line once and i just think that's huge they, they just have no answer for bam mm-hmm. and, and it's not that bam's doing anything different to get to the line it's just that he cannot be contained you know and it's not even like bam is this like mb type player, I know, is that crazy you know? but it's just they, they don't have any big men to stop him Right. So, you know, he's taking advantage of that. He's making his shots. He's going to the line and and really being, I'd say, the best player for Miami. So, Well, speaking mm-hmm. of dominant players, I want to talk about one more playoff series before we wrap this episode up. And we got to talk about John Morant. 47 points in the Grizzlies' latest win over the Warriors, 106-101. And before we talk about John Morant, actually, I really quickly want to talk about what happened literally Less than two minutes into that game, Dylan Brooks gets a flagrant two and ejected on Gary Payton Jr. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's basically a a breakaway. There was no play on the ball. Dylan Brooks, who's already known for being a little dirty, a little dirty when he plays, uh, makes this wind-up swipe motion. He hits Gary Payton Jr. in the head, not even close to the basketball. Unfortunately, Gary Payton Jr., or... Yeah, Gary Payton Jr. ends up landing really awkwardly on his elbow, and we just find out he's going to be out for a month. That sucks. Uh, Kerr was rightfully so very irritated, made a lot of comments in the postgame press conference. Um, want They want him to be sit out this in Game 3. Um, he pretty much sat out all of Game 2, so I don't know what they'll decide to do with that. But any gut reactions to that play? I mean, I think Steve Kerr put it best. He he broke the code. You you can't do that. Yeah. You know, that's just there's no play on the ball. Um and I don't know, it's dirty play. Uh it doesn't matter if it's the best player in the world or a guy that plays one minute like Duncan Robinson. Uh you just don't do that. <laughs> and he very likely ended his um postseason and Oh, he did. You know? Confirmed now. No, they said that he may be Ma- back for the final. <laughs> if I know? fractured my elbow, I'm not shooting a basketball in the next three it's, weeks. It's, right, or having a man charge at you. He's a free agent. <laughs> High speed. He was a non-guaranteed player at the beginning of the year. You know, he's up for contract, and this very likely could impact how much money he's getting in the offseason. So well, also, not, that, that, it really ticks me off. If you think yeah. about it, Gary Payton Jr. was really – the Warriors answer for John Morant like that was the mm-hmm. guy who was supposed to be shutting him down and guarding him so to me like eerily feels intentional like all right guys what's our strategy how do we help our guy John <laughs> let's take out their best yeah. defender let's just take him out altogether. not oh great God, that's a great theory though 
Is it, right. Maybe early maybe on I'm, like that. Maybe a little psychotic of me, but I don't know. It's like like, no, it says a lot. Yeah, you do what it takes to win. <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm allowed to say that. Um, anyways, <laughs> we do have to talk about Ja though. His fourth quarter, um, eleven straight points. He scored. He scored the last 15 points for his team of the game and just exploded. I love that. Um, he only had two tor- turnovers all night, and now uh, he's in very elite company. Only Kobe and LeBron have had this many 40-plus point games in the postseason at this age. So I think it's just been so special Wow. to see what I know he got wow. most improved player. I think LeBron was like, oh, that's stupid. He's already been good, whatever. Mm-hmm. Disagree, agree, whatever. It's just been really cool to watch him play this season. I think he is so exciting for the game of basketball. So exciting to watch. Man, he's so explosive, too. And I think, like, at the beginning of the season, he's someone that was on everybody's radar, too. And I just think that for him to make it this far, too, and beat the Warriors, the dynasty that used to be, and be tied right now, I think it's awesome. I'd love to see them finish it off. And, I I mean, either way... One of these teams I, I want to see just because they're both exciting to watch. Like, as a fan, it's awesome. Um, and, yeah, again, I think that they finished. They had such a good fourth quarter. And I think that's huge. It's, like, a very, like, Chris Paul thing is, like, to finish <laughs> the game well. You know, like, kind of um, just be consistent throughout the game and then be very good in the fourth quarter. I think that's awesome. 29 points as a team. But, yeah, man, 47 from John Morant, I think – it just it's really hard to beat it when you have a player um go for near 50 and then you still have other players um adding to you and getting in double digits a lot of times I feel like this could be like the curse of the bucks it's like Giannis will go off for like a lot of points or even like Luca um I forget how many he scored but in the 40s and you just don't see a lot of help from the rest of the team but I think that the Grizzlies is another team it's like a it's a relatively deep team for who they are so are the Warriors but this this series could go to anyone and I just I think we want to see Job play this season as long as possible because this is a great year for him yeah the only thoughts I have about the series is just that I have been proven wrong um I've been on the record saying that John Morant is not that guy um, that the the Grizzlies are a good team without him. Looking at the <laughs> plus minus, looking at them, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Ryan Gregoire. There I'm we sorry. go. I was wrong. And it's not just about how good of a player he is, but the fact that he is the unifying force of this team. He's the floor general. He makes everyone around him better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wrong. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you look at the rest of his team too. Jared, Darren Jackson just keeps fouling out of games. He only hit three mm-hmm. shots. Uh, Dylan Brooks, like I mentioned, ejected in the first three minutes. Desmond Bain only hits two shots all night. Uh, it's really just him out. I mean, Tyus Jones is like the second guy right now. Like Desmond Bain, like I said, he's been off. I. It's just crazy to me how much he is carrying this team, but I just wonder how sustainable this is for them. I mean, Clay Thompson has been struggling. I mean... I don't want to discredit what he's overcome with returning from those two very serious injuries, but he did slightly tweak that knee in game one and through two games now in this series, he's averaging just 13.5 points per game, shooting 28.9%, 22.7% from deep. So he's off. Jordan Poole, you can tell he's young. So he's, 
he's very good right now, but he's kind of falling into this very ISO heavy style of play instead of moving the ball uh, a lot more. And I think that inexperience in the playoffs is really coming through for him. But at the end of the day, they have Steph Curry. I think, I like Gigi said, these are just really exciting teams to watch, fun matchups. Um, and there's a lot more basketball left. So good for basketball fans, good for us who get to talk about it. I don't know if I jinxed us earlier, if this is going to be our last show together or not, but <laughs> Uh, maybe if if our any of our producers are listening, I think Bobby Shefferdini is in there. Um, put us put us together for next week. Um, just a hint. Um, anyways, this has been an awesome edition of another an, another edition of Playoff Pick and Pod. I'm Kelly Bright alongside Gigi Spear and Jack Roche. Pick and Pod is a production of WFUV Sports.